بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فان احسن الكلام كلام الله وخير الحدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان شر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار uh, so today we are starting uh, a new topic uh, from our book from the dros the lectures lessons you know short reminders uh, from the noble sheikh sheikh ubaid al jabri hafizahullah ta'ala and so today's today there are, there are two topics inshallah the first is a verse in the quran um in which allah azawajal mentions that he will not leave uh, the people upon the state and condition that they are until he separates the khabith that which is vile that which is impure from the tayyib that which is wholesome that which is pure so we're looking at looking at that inshallah ta'ala and then the shaykh also has uh, some commentary on the well-known hadith to do with the tribulations the fitan the hadith of Hudayfa bin al-Yaman radiyallahu anhu in which he mentions that the tribulations will be subjected to the hearts right until the hearts become of two types so inshallah we'll try to cover both of those topics in today's uh lecture inshallah ta'ala so the chapter heading sharh qawlihi ta'ala ma kana allahu liyadhara almu'minin ala ma antum alayhi hatta tamiza al-khabitha min al-tayyib hatta yamiza al-khabitha min al-tayyib so he says after praising allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending salat and salam upon the messenger of allah he said that the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, this ayah, مَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيَذَرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ عَلَى مَا أَنْتُمْ عَلَيْهِ حَتَّى يَمِيزَ الْخَبِيثَ مِنَ الطَّيِّبِ Allah is not going to leave the believers upon that which you are upon, meaning the state and condition that you are upon, until the khabith, the khabith is separated or distinguished from the tayyib. Now that which is vile is separated from that which is wholesome and pure. And this is in Ali Imran, the third chapter of the Quran, verse 179. And uh, the Sheikh says, the Sheikh says in this ayah, in this verse that you've just uh, heard, this verse indicates very explicitly, uh, this is no ambiguity here, very, very clear. Allah is telling us that the life of the people of Iman, meaning our lives, uh, the people of Iman who profess La ilaha illallah and who affirm that the wahid of Allah Azawajal and who believe in, in the usul of Iman that the lives of such people in general so this is the, the Muslims in general or the believers in general and 
Ahlus Sunnah in particular. The people of the Sunnah specifically, and that's because the people of the Sunnah, by virtue of them sticking to the Sunnah, they are subjected to more trials, greater trials than the general than the general folk. Fi kulli and this is in every time and in every place. It isn't that you know there's a set time, uh, you know, a decade or a generation or a century, and this is for all time and in all places that such people will be subjected to mihanin wa fitanin there's trials tribulations and this is something that allah has already judged and decided and ordained and so there can be no you know the, 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 this is definitely going to occur and then there can be no escape from from this you know from this at all and the Shaykh continues to say within this verse وَفِي الْآيَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ الْحِكْمَةِ مِنْ حُدُوثِ هَذِهِ الْمَسَائِبُ وَالْفِتْنِ That within this verse, the verse also mentions the hikmah, the wisdom. What is the actual wisdom behind the, the occurrence of these trials and tribulations? These are trials and tribulations that basically they, you know, just like um, uh, you have the waves which toss and turn like a ship on the ocean when there's a, a very stormy uh, when there's a storm in a like manner these trials and tribulations they come upon the people of iman these trials and tribulations they are just like the the, the waves which come and toss and turn a ship in the same way in the life of a believer or the people of iman except illa except those whom allah shows mercy to except those all the rest, their lives are filled with this type of uh, turmoil or trial or tribulation which comes and tosses them from every direction. And the Shaykh says, Have they not heard the speech of Allah in this ayah uh, where, where he said, uh, Hatta, or in fact, there's another verse with a similar meaning, uh, so this is another verse, Surah Al-Anfal, Surah 8, verse 37. In order that Allah may distinguish or separate the khabith from the tayyib, the vile, the impure, from the pure. And so the Shaykh says, these, therefore, these, the, these trials and tribulations, what are they? They are mumahisat wa musafiyat. These are things which uh, purify and separate and distinguish you know and make things pure and from these tribulations the one who is truthful in his claim you know of iman and singling out allah in worship and being sincere in the religion and following muhammad وسلم, the one who is truthful in that will be clearly distinguished from the one who is kathib from the one who is kathib and in fact this verse that the Shaykh mentioned at the beginning this verse if we look at the tafasir we see that the reason why this ayah uh, was revealed as we see the mufassirun explaining in the in the books of tafasir that it was in relation to the hypocrites and the hypocrites would say to themselves that you know how does the prophet know who is the believer who is not the believer how does he know we we are concealed hypocrites because they know in themselves they don't believe so how does he know who is the believer who is not the believer right and 
And so Allah revealed this particular ayah and uh, this ayah and as, as we see in the Quran there are many many trials and tribulations through which the reality of the hypocrites were made known. For example, uh, the battle of Uhud for example and you know the, 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 uh, when, they, when they remain behind and many other kind of treacherous acts and things like that many trials and tribulations took place as a result of which the hypocrites were exposed to such a degree that they would even fear they felt inside a fear that a verse would be revealed from the Quran exposing them right so so originally this verse is revealed in relation to the hypocrites but also as the Mufassirun explained uh, the, the, the distinction and the separation applies to different types it can be a believer from a disbeliever it can be the sinful from the obedient all of these are mentioned so Imam Sa'di rahimahullah he nicely summarizes what has been said uh, regarding this ayah and he says ما كان في حكمة الله أن يترك المؤمنين على ما أنتم عليه أو أن يترك المؤمنين على ما أنتم عليه من الاختلاط وعدم التمييز وعدم التمييز حتى يميز الخبيث من الطيب والمؤمن من المنافق والصادق من الكاذب. It is not from the wisdom of Allah that He leaves the believers upon that which they are upon of being. Kind of mingled and, and you know all together like this uh, without separation until he distinguishes the khabith from the tayyib and the believer from the hypocrite and the truthful from the liar and also from his wisdom as well is that you know it's not from his wisdom that she that he should reveal this knowledge of the unseen which he knows about his servants. And that's why it's a refutation of the hypocrites, because the hypocrites, you know, they, they, they were saying on, on the occasion of the revelation of this verse, that if the Prophet knows who is the believer, who is not, how, how can he claim to know who is in paradise, who is in hellfire, or that this has been determined? And he doesn't even know that we, we are people of disbelief. And so it is not from the wisdom of Allah that he allows his servants to know from the unseen which he knows which he knows about his servants who of them is is in paradise who, who of them is in hellfire who is truthful who is you know not truthful and so on and so forth it's not from his wisdom but rather from his wisdom so instead of informing his servants like that rather from his wisdom is that he actually puts his servants to trial by way of which these distinctions can be made and can be can be seen and can be known right the believer from the the hypocrite and the truthful from the untruthful and so on and so forth so he says he puts them to trial with that by which the khabith from the tayyib is distinguished and these are various types of trials ibtila wal imtihan and so allah zawajal he sent his messengers he ordered the people to obey them and to uh, comply with them, to have faith in them. And, you know, he promised them that if you have Iman in these prophets and messengers, and you have taqwa, you fear Allah, you do what he commanded, you keep away from what he prohibited, then he has promised a mighty reward. So as a result of this, the Shaykh says, فَانْقَصَمَ النَّاسِ بِحَسْبِ اتِّبَائِهِمْ لِلرُّسُلْ قِسْمَيْنِ مُطْوِعِينَ 
mutiyin wa asin wa mu'minin wa munafiqin wa muslimin wa kafirin. So as a result of these trials, the people are divided into sets of categories. Those who obey and those who disobey. This is general. Those who believe and those who are the hypocrites. And those who are the Muslims and those who are the disbelievers. Right? So uh, these categories, as you can see, a mu'min is in contrast to a munafiq. Because this now is in relation to what's internal. Iman is internal. So the category here is a mu'min and a munafiq. Because this is in relation to what's inward in terms of Iman. And likewise, Muslim and Kafir. Right? This is in terms of what's apparent. Because a Kafir is one who makes open his disbelief. He doesn't conceal his disbelief. And a Muslim is one from, from whom outwardly and apparently we see the symbols and the statements of Islam. So, and, uh, 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 so the Sheikh says after this, so all of this in order that reward and punishment may result on the basis of this, meaning on the basis of these trials and these tribulations, and so that the justice and that the favor and the bounty and his wisdom, the wisdom of Allah, that all of this may become apparent and may become known. So this means that the lives of the people of Iman and the people, obviously the people in, of the earth in general, but also the people of Iman in particular as well, that they are subjected to these types of trials. And the prophets and messengers are the ones who are tried the most, as the messenger of Allah said, أَشَدُّ nas بَلَاءً الْأَنْبِيَاءِ ثُمَّ الصَّالِحُونَ ثُمَّ الْأَمْثَلِ فَالْأَمْثَلِ the most severe of people who are put to trial are the prophets, then the righteous, then those who are like them, and then those who are like them. And a man is put to trial, يُبْتَلَ rajul ala hasabi dinih. A man is put to trial to the extent of his religion, right? to the extent of the religiosity that he possesses. فَإِنْ كَانَ فِي دِينِهِ if there is substance, if there is substance in his religion, meaning this is a genuinely righteous person of iman and taqwa and observance, and there is actual substance to his iman, it's not just, you know, uh, there is substance to it, then he will be increased, he will be increased in his trial and tribulation. And this is a, an authentic uh, hadith. And so, to conclude or to come to uh, the end of this discussion and we come back to the, the speech of Sheikh Kubayt shortly inshallah ta'ala I want to mention a nice statement from Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah again regarding this type of tribulation Ibn al-Qayyim said regarding the statement of Allah وَجَعَلْنَا بَعْدَكُمْ لِبَعْدٍ fitna." We have made some of you as a tribulation to others to see whether you would have patience. And your Lord is ever watchful. So Ibn al-Qayyim, he explains the way that a believer or, or the different types of trials Allah has put amongst his servants in order that, you know, that to, to see whether we are going to be patient and also as per the other ayat to distinguish between 
the obedient and the disobedient and you know the true genuine believer from the one in whom is nifaq and hypocrisy of various levels so ibn al-qayyim says this is general for all of the creation he puts some of them to trial by way of others so he said the messengers are put to trial by those to whom they have been sent by calling them to the truth and by having patience over the harm that they bring to them and bearing all of the difficulties and hardships in conveying the messages of their Lord right so this is now the messengers this is how the messengers are put to trial those to whom they are sent are a trial for them conversely so he says, as for those to whom the messengers have been sent, then they are put to trial by the messengers. Are they going to obey them? Are they going to aid them? Are they going to believe in them? Or are they going to disbelieve in them? And reject them? And fight against them? Right, so this is, one way of categorizing the types of tribulations that we see on this earth. It is the messengers put to trial by those to whom they are sent and those to whom messengers are sent put to trial by way of the messengers. And then he said, and he has put the scholars to trial by way of the ignorant people. Are the scholars going to teach them? Are they going to advise them? Are they going to be patient upon teaching them and advising them and directing them and all of the other affairs that basically follow on from that? So the scholars are put to trial by Allah in relation to the, to, the, to the general and the common folk. And then he says, وَامْتَحَنَ الْجُحَالِ بِالْعُلَمَاءِ هَلْ يُطِعُونَهُمْ وَيَحْتَدُونَ بِهِمْ And the ignorant people are put to trial by way of the ulama. Are they going to obey them and guide themselves by way of them? And then he says, وَامْتَحَنَ الْمُلُوكِ بِالْرَعِيَّةِ وَالْرَعِيَّةِ بِالْمُلُوكِ and he puts the kings, or the leaders, the kings, the rulers, to trial by way of their subjects. Uh, so the trial is, are they going to judge with what Allah revealed? Are they going to judge with justice? Are they going to establish the deen of Allah and his hudud among the servants to establish justice and safety, you know, al-aman and, and al-adl and things like that? Right, so this is the, the rulers who are being put to trial by way of the, of, of the subjects, the flock. And likewise, the flock, the subjects are put to trial by way of the kings, the kings or the rulers. 
Are they going to have patience because Allah uh, uh, the kings or the rulers, uh, they are from the affair of Allah. And uh, as, as some of the Sahaba said, in, in Al-Amir min Amrillah. Indeed, the Amir, the appointing of the Amir and the Amir himself is from the, from the affair of Allah. And so the people are put to trial by way of their rulers because trials come to them from the rulers, hardships come to them from the rulers, and they are also obligated, they have, the rulers have rights upon them as well, you know, of obedience and good advice and, and you know, dua for them and so on and so forth. And so the flock and the subjects are put to trial by way of, of the kings. And so this is where we see uh, the errors of the people like, like the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila and people like that who oppose the Sunnah and who oppose uh, Allah's guidance and who oppose the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu And, you know, they, they are the ones who are distinguished from those who are, who are obedient and who follow the Sunnah. <coughs> he continues, وَمْدَحْنَا الْأَغْنِيَاءَ بِالْفُقَرَاءَ And he puts the rich to trial by way of the poor. And the poor to trial by way of the rich. So wealth is the basis of, of trial. Uh, many of the, of the rich people are tested in their iman because as we shall see shortly inshallah ta'ala, a lot of, lot of wealthy affluent people uh, become arrogant and full of pride. And in fact, this is exactly what the kuffar used to say as occurs in the Quran. They would think that how can the poor, lowly, despicable people be upon something of truth? And we don't even, how, and how come we don't know it? Like if we don't know it and we are, we are the rich people, we are the affluent people, we are the people of, of skill, of knowledge, we've accumulated wealth, we've, you know, we, we've, we've traversed the earth, we've, we've built upon the earth, we, we, we build industry, we build you know, mansions, we build this, we build that, whatever. How come they know something we don't know? How have they got such guidance that we don't know? So therefore, it must be false. Therefore, it must be wrong because, because we don't know it, right? This is, this is their way of arrogant type of, of thinking. And so the rich are put to trial by way of the poor, right? The poor believers, right? It's, it's in terms of iman as, as well as obviously in terms of their wealth as well. And likewise, the rich are put to trial by way of, uh, you know, by way of the, uh, sorry, the poor are put to trial by way of the rich and this is why we also, you know, there are, there are hadith of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu in terms of um, the world and, you know, إِنَّمَا الدُّنْيَا لِأَرْبَأَةِ نَفَرْ There's a hadith, authentic hadith in Sahih uh, Tirmidhi that the world is for four types of people. إِنَّمَا الدُّنْيَا لِأَرْبَأَةِ نَفَرْ The world is for four types of people. And... He said that the example of these four types of people is as his follows. A servant to whom Allah has given wealth and knowledge. And knowledge. So he, um, he acts upon that and he spends from that wealth according to the rights which are due upon him. Right? So this is one type of person. Knowledge and wealth he has been bestowed and he you know, fulfills, uh, you know, he, 
so he fulfills that. The second person, a man to whom Allah has given knowledge, but he has not given wealth. And he says, if Allah gave me this wealth, then I would have used this wealth in the same way as that other person who's using his wealth, meaning in a positive way uh, for, for something good, right? So the first man is the one who's given ilm and he's given wealth. So he acts upon this ilm, you know, uh, upon the ilm and as for the wealth, then he spends it in what is, what is the right of Allah. So the second man, he's only been given knowledge. So he's a scholar. But he's not someone who is wealthy. Or he has ill, but he's not wealthy. So he says, he says, if I had the likes of that man, then I would have done the same thing that he does with his wealth. So these two people, the messenger of Allah said, uh, they are equal in reward. They are both equal in reward. Right? The second one, is equal to the first one in reward. The third one, the messenger said, a man to whom Allah has given mal, but he has not given him ilm. So he spends from that wealth in other than its proper place, right? So he's ignorant. He doesn't have ilm. And in that ignorance, he uses the knowledge which he has been given in other than its right place. And that's why you see many of the, the wealthy people, many of the wealthy amongst the, uh, the Muslims, you know, they, they are very, very rich and they, they use it in other, the, the wealth in other than how it should be used. Uh, they use it in sin, in disobedience, in pastimes, in frivolities, in things which are, which are unlawful. So this is the third type. And the fourth type, a man who has not being given neither knowledge nor wealth. He has neither knowledge nor wealth. And he says, if I had the likes of this, meaning if I had the likes of what the third person has, remember the third person, no knowledge, ignorant, lots of wealth, and he uses it to fulfill his desires and to, you know, in, in other than the pleasure of Allah and, and in in accumulating things and riches and, and luxuries and, and in what is sinful and whatever, right? So the fourth person is the one who looks and he says, if I had the likes of what that man had, I would do the same thing as what he's doing, meaning of the same sin and disobedience and whatever else. And uh, the messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, فَهُوَ فِي الْوِزْرِ Right? Basically, he is equal in the burden and the you know the um, you know the burden of sin as the third person even though he didn't even do anything because he hasn't got the wealth but but he craved for it and had he got the wealth he would have he would have done it right so Allah knows that from him so these are the types of people in relation to wealth to wealth so as we said and so this is at multiple levels in terms of the wealth itself, just the issue of disposal of wealth, but also from the angle, as we see with the people of disbelief uh, and that arrogant and people who are full of pride, 
that they think how how could the poor precede us in something which is good and and truth and how could that be and so they reject iman on that basis as we shall see shortly inshallah as ibn al-qayyim elaborates upon this a bit more then he says so he says he puts to trial the weak people those who are who are weak of weak means with those who are strong the ones who have power authority means at their disposal and that's why you see the strong they prey upon the weak they take from them their wealth they take from them their land they take from them their possessions right so people have been given quwa strength power you know influence um, and so that is a trial for them and likewise the weak people they are put to trial by way of the strong you know the, the predatory the ones who um, go out there and take advantage and exploit uh, the weak so that's another type of tribulation and test amongst the people he then said wasada bil wal so you have the followers who are put to trial by the leaders the, the ones followed and those followed put to trial by way of their followers so this is very general uh, people have others who listen to them follow them you know uh, listen to to what they say and what they do and the ideas they propound so they listen and they follow so each of these are put to trial vice versa they're put to trial then he says so likewise the one who is the the one who owns you know the one who is a master and likewise the the slave are put to trial by each other the master with the slave the slave with the master and a man is put to trial by his woman by his wife and the wife is put to trial by way of the man and men are put to trial by way of women and women by way of men and the believers by way of the disbelievers and the disbelievers by way of the believers uh, and he puts a trial those who command the good with those who, who they command with the good and those who are commanded with the good are put to trial by those who are commanding them with the good and so for that reason Ibn Qayyim goes on to say you will see that the weak amongst the believers the fuqara of the believers and the, the, the du'afa so the ones who were poor and the ones who were weak who were from the followers of the messengers they were a trial for the rich ones you know the, the ones uh, the elite and the rich people and those elite rich people they withheld from iman after they knew of the truthfulness of the messenger of allah وسلم, because they said as allah uh, mentions about them uh, that if that which these poor lowly despicable people were upon they would never have preceded us in you know in in this and likewise the people said to Nuh shall we believe in you shall we follow you yet all the lowly despicable people are the ones who have followed followed you 
And um, likewise, the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, وَكَذَلِكَ فَتَنَّا بَعْدَهُمْ بِبَعْدٍ لِيَقُولُوا أَهَاؤُلَاءِ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ بَيْنِنَا Thus do we put some of them to trial with others so that they may say, are these the ones whom Allah has favored over us? So this would be like the kuffar of the Quraysh or the, you know, the, the elite people saying, how, how has Allah favored these people over us? We, we are the elites, we are the nobles, we are the... How can these be, pe people be favored over us? Right? They must be upon falsehood. So this shows, as Ibn Qayyim says, when the Sharif... Al-Ra'is, the noble, you know, the leader, when he sees as Al-Miskeen, uh, Al-Zalil, you know, some poor pauper, low kind of pauper, uh, who had preceded him in Iman and following the messenger, he's then filled with this kind of uh, tribal uh, spirit and pride, and he's arrogant from submitting, so that he becomes like the poor believer. Why? Because he's thinking, well, if I believe... I'm going to be at the same level as this lowly despicable you know, person here. So, so therefore they rejected Islam and, you know, uh, you know, because they didn't want to be at the same level as these you know, lowly people according to them. So these are many of the ways that Ibn al-Qayyim has mentioned, rahimahullah. These are all the ways, that these are all relationships upon the dunya. These are all types of relationships believer with the disbeliever, the subject with the king, the king with the subject, man with the wife, wife with the man, the messenger to the followers. Every type of relationship you can think of, there is a trial in relation to that. So we are all being put to trial. In other words, all of us are being put to trial in all, at all these different level, levels and ways and means. And through that, the wisdom of Allah is that he will distinguish between uh, you know, the, the khabith, that, that which is impure from that which is tayyib. This is only one kind of, uh, this is one type of evidence in the Quran. There's also another verse in the Quran that you are familiar with, which also puts people to trial. And this is the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Say, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Allah will love you and forgive you your sins. And this is because some people, they claim to be the beloved of Allah from the Jews and the Christians. And so this was the ayah, this was the verse that put them to trial to see if they are truthful or not. And so Sheikh Ubaid says, وَهَذَا بُرْحَانٌ آخِرٌ فِيهِ يَتَبَيَّنْ سَادِقُ الدَّعْوَةِ بِأَنَّهُ عَلَى السُنَّةِ الْمُحَمَّدِيَّةِ مِمَّنْ هُوَ كَاذِبٍ this is another verse, this is another burhan, within which it is made clear, the person who is truthful in his claim that he is upon the sunnah from the one who is lying. Right? So this verse distinguishes the sunni, the one who is truly following the sunnah from the one who is, you know, he says it with his mouth and his, with his tongue, but, you know, he's not, he's not actually sincere. So this now is being tested and put to trial by way of ittiba', ittiba', which is following and imitating the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. As for the other type of trial, the trial by way of all these different relationships, these are Allah putting, uh, testing some people by way of other people. And then there's yet a third type of trial as well, in fact, right? Which are the masaib, 
which are the calamities and hardships and difficulties, right? So you can see that uh, we are put to trial by things which are purely from the qadr of Allah, meaning that no other person is kind of really involved. Uh, this is like an illness, a death, a calamity, you know, things which, which uh, uh, no other person really has any kind of role in. We are put to trial by way of these things. And then we are put to trial by way of the people in all these different types of relationships which exist amongst, you know, amongst mankind. Um, and so we put to trial by way of that as well. And as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, that this type of trial, when people are involved, this is a more difficult type of trial. It's, it's more difficult to have patience by way of these types of things. Right? A, pace, a person can have patience upon an illness. He can have patience upon the death of a family member because he knows this is simply pure qada uh, and qadr of Allah and nothing can face it except patience. You are forced to show, show patience. But as for when the trials and tribulations come by way of people, this now is the more difficult type of trial and tribulation to have patience over. And that's why Ibn, uh, Ibn Taymiyyah wrote an excellent treatise uh, called uh, Risala fi, fi Sabr. Uh, it's like a, a principle concerning patience. And in there he mentions 20 pieces of advice as to how we can better deal with the tribulations and trials that come from other people. People who oppress you, people who harm you, people who you know uh, annoy you. Uh, this is the, the most difficult type of uh, trial and tribulation to show patience upon. So this is another type of trial. And then there's also this issue of ittiba. So in other words, we can see here that uh, just like uh, Allah Zawajal mentions uh, at the beginning of Surah Al-Ankabut, do people believe uh, do people be, uh, think that they will be left upon saying we believe and that they will not be tested? Right? So this shows it is impossible for the people of Iman not to be tested. And as you can see from the way the scholars have broken this down, uh, from the way Ibn al-Qayyim has, has put this, that we are constantly in trial in every from every direction, uh, from all types of relationships, from the, the calamities purely from al-Qadr, from ittiba' of the sunnah, we are all being tested in this way. So the Shaykh, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, he gives us some advice at the end of all of this. He says, uh, prepare yourselves by turning to Allah with dua, with supplication, and holding fast to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even if whoever opposes it, opposes it, right? From the people of your time, and from the people who might be from your own skin, they might be like your own... Uh, race or tribe or you know from your own uh, place or location your own family right irrespective you must hold fast to the sunnah no matter who opposes it no matter who they are from the people of your time for indeed he says muhammad وسلم, he did not reach the higher company until he completed the bayan you know the 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 the, the explanation from his lord and he conveyed it in the most complete way of conveying it. Right? Meaning the Quran, the message, and so on and so forth. And this is because he 
mentioned and conveyed what Allah revealed in the Quran. لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه تنزيل من حكيم حميد. That this Quran, falsehood cannot approach it neither from behind nor from in front, and it is a revelation from the All Wise, the Praiseworthy, the All Praise. And uh, this is the Quran that the Messenger conveyed. And likewise in his Sunnah, which the Sahaba took from the Messenger of Allah directly from his mouth, freshly directly. And so they became upon the way and the methodology of the Prophet And so they in turn conveyed what they learned and acquired from the Messenger of Allah They in turn conveyed it to those who came after them. Right, so this is the path of guidance and deliverance. It is to make dua to Allah, to make luju, to seek refuge in Allah from all these trials, and to seek His aid and assistance, and to stick to the Sunnah no matter who abandons and leaves it from you know your family, your brother, your sister, your parents, your your your, your tribe, your 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 culture, whoever it might be, stick and you know uh, steadfastly. Uh, to the Sunnah, because this message that the Messenger conveyed, he has done so completely, perfectly. Where you know, Adal Amana, you know, he, he fulfilled the trust, and uh, the companions took that from him, and then they conveyed it to those who came after them. Finally, the Sheikh finishes with a brief note. You know, if someone comes and says, "Well, how come in the Sunnah there are a hadith which are, you know, many a hadith which are maudu'a, they are fabricated." Or da'ifa, they are, they are weak. How can this be if you are saying that the messenger conveyed his message in the most perfect of ways and yet we have with us all of these fabricated weak narrations that we can't see? So the Shaykh says the answer to that is that Allah in this ummah, he prepared whom he prepared from the leaders, leading scholars of the Muslims after the Sahaba. Those scholars who expended great efforts their time and their effort in explaining the authentic from the inauthentic. So Allah established scholars in this ummah to perform this task of separating that which is uh, established and authentic and truthful from that which is a lie and false and which is fabricated or that which is unreliable. So the scholars, as, as we know, this is something that no other prior nation has ever had this, no recipients of any book in the past has ever had what the, what, what the people of Islam have, which is the isnad, which is the chain of narration and verifying of reports in a, in a rigid scientific manner. And so the scholars of the Muslims, Allah mobilized scholars who performed this uh, tremendous task, as a result of which today we know very, very clearly we know that this here is the Qur'an. This is the Qur'an. This is the speech of Allah This here is the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this here is the statement of a companion or the statement of the companions. And this here is the statement of the tabi'een. We know this rigorously, you know, as Muslims about what Allah has revealed and the messenger's sunnah and then the speech of the Sahaba, we can make all that distinction. Whereas this does not exist for the people of the Torah, nor the people of the Injil, because 
of you know whatever whatever reasons uh, that took place. So absolutely, uh, this is the first thing that Allah mobilized these uh, scholars. This is one angle, and then there's also another uh, way that we can know this as well, which is kind of sits on top of the previous one and completes it and emphasizes it, which is that the people of knowledge and iman, the people of hadith, a'immatul hadith, a'immatul sunnah, they explained the condition of all of the narrators. Right? So the, the people who are the narrators who narrated the hadith, they are known. And, you know, uh, the, the, the scholars spoke about them and we have biographies, we have books, we can go back and we can see this individual here, this individual there, this individual here. We can, we can learn about him, who his teachers were and uh, what did he hear from whom and his conveyance, was he precise in his memorization, was he exact in his conveyance. We, we know that to a tremendous uh, detail. And this is something that a person can do or a person of knowledge or a student of knowledge can do and this is known and acquired by way of firstly sitting with the people of the sunnah and taking this knowledge from them directly and secondly it is taken by way of reading the books you know the books of biographies the books of men the books of rijal as, as, as we say because none of that you know is, is kind of really really hidden and so the person who acquires this knowledge directly from the people of knowledge, then he will have a good comprehension of, you know, of, of, of this topic. So this is the end of uh, this first uh, brief kind of reminder from Sheikh Obeid. Uh, reminder is about the Khabith and the Tayyib. And it is from the wisdom of Allah that he will not leave the people of the earth until that which is Khabith is separated from that which is Tayyib. And like as, 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 we, as we see from the reason for revelation from the books of Tafasir, that even though Allah he knows from his prior knowledge that this one is, is, is from the Khubutha and this one is from the, from the Tayyibin, that's already in his prior knowledge. And he could, if he wanted to, reveal that prior knowledge to whomever he wills amongst his servants. Right? And this is what the hypocrites were kind of demanding from the Messenger of Allah as if that he ought to know this and he should know this. But it is not from the wisdom of Allah to, to, to do it like that. It is from the wisdom of Allah that he expose and reveal these affairs by way of mihan and fitan, by way of trials and by way of uh, tribulations. And so that's why uh, the people of the Sunnah are distinguished likewise from the people of Bid'ah. And you know, by way of their uh, views and positions and stances and, and they're venerating the sunnah and sticking to the sunnah and defending the sunnah. And likewise also the people who adhere to the way of the salaf, those who, from all of those who claim and, you know, make an attribution to the way of the salaf, likewise Allah puts these people to trial to see the one who is truly following the way of the salaf and implementing the way of the salaf, you know, in his belief in his worship, in his uh, methodology, in his, in his loyalty, in his friendship, in his loyalty, in his positions. And that's why there are from the scholars of the Muslims, uh, from them who are living, from, them who, from those who are uh, occurred previously, 
uh, that the, the truthful of, of a man in his claim to following the way of the Salaf is, is in his actions. Right? Is in his actions, in his behavior, in his loyalty, in his friendship, in, his, in the positions that he takes. Does he take the right positions in the trials and tribulations and with respect to the people of misguidance? A man is known by way of, of these affairs. And so not everyone is, is, is left alone just to say, I'm upon the way of the Salaf, I'm upon the way of the Salaf, because this is something that is very, 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 very cheap and very easy to say. I'm Ahlu Sunnati Wal Jama'ah. I'm, I'm upon the way of the Salaf. Everyone can say that which is very, very cheap and very, very easy. But likewise, it is absolutely the case that this category of people, we as people, all of us are put to trial by way of this. And that's why recognizing this, there were from the scholars of the past who actually wrote books outlining the way that a Sunni is distinguished from a Bid'i. Right? Uh, one book, for example, Imtihanu Sunni min al Bid'i. Imtihanu Sunni min al Bid'i. This is a book written by a scholar many centuries back. Right? It means the Sunni testing and examining the Bid'i. And within there is a series of questions that you ask about all different topics to do with Allah's names, Allah's attributes, about Al-Qadr, about the sifat of Allah Azawajal, the attributes of Allah Azawajal, about the, the Prophet's wives, about the companions, about the rulers, about you know all of the affairs of, of, of belief and methodology. He presents it as a question. And then he says, if he says such and such, this person is a Sunni, Salafi, whatever. If he says such and such, this person is, is a Mu'tazili or a Jahmi. Right or or you know a particular category from the category of the of the people of bid'ah and dalala, so it is absolutely the case that all of these things Allah Azawajal He tests them and He puts people to trial and you know there is a criterion until the people are, are separated and divided into the truthful and the untruthful and you know all the other categorization that were mentioned. I think we haven't got time today, inshallah, to start the the second. Uh, brief reminder from Sheikh Obeid. However, what we'll do, we'll very quickly read the hadith, inshallah ta'ala, uh, in the few minutes that we have. And this is the famous hadith, the hadith of Hudayfa bin al Yaman, radiallahu anhu. And this is the hadith in which the Messenger of Sallallahu al said, Trials and tribulations will be presented to the hearts. And in fact, this is, this is a continuation of, of the previous reminder. It follows nicely from it. Trials and tribulations will be presented to the heart just like a reed, you know, like a, a, a mat made of reed is woven stitch by stitch. You know, like when you uh, use whatever you use to kind of weave uh, or weed the, 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 the mat. This is exactly how trials and tribulations will be presented to the hearts. Meaning, one by one, in, in succession like this. فَأَيُّ قَلْبٍ كَأَرْضِ الْحَسِيرِ عُودًا عُودًا فَأَيُّ قَلْبٍ أُشْرِبَهَا نُقِتَتْ فِيهِ نُقْتَةٌ سَوْدًا Any heart which absorbs or is made to drink that tribulation, then a black spot will be placed upon it. A black spot. And any heart which rejects that tribulation, that trial, 
then a white spot will be placed upon it. Hatta ta'udul qulub. So the Messenger of Allah said, whichever heart rejects this tribulation, meaning that doesn't succumb to it, then a white spot will be placed. Until, so this continues, trials keep coming to the hearts and they keep absorbing black dots or white dots until eventually, until the hearts become of two types. Qalbin aswad, a black heart, murbadan, which is kind of a dust colored, a black dust colored heart. Kalkuzi mujakhayan, which is basically like it's like a, a vessel that's been turned upside down. La ya'rifu ma'rufan, it does not recognize. That which is good, ولا ينكر منكر منكرا. And nor does it reject that which is evil. إلا ما أشرب من هوا. The only thing that it, it you know it it, it uh, consumes is what comes from its own own desire. That's the first type of heart. And the other heart وقلب أبيض, a white heart لا تضره فتنة ما دامت السماوات والأرض. A white heart that will not be harmed by any tribulation so long as the heavens and the earth are established. Now when we look at the longer 
uh, text of this hadith which occurs in Muslim, uh, the narrators are discussing, you know, when, when is it that this whole tribulation is going to start? And in that narration it is mentioned that, uh, that it, is, it is when a man amongst you will be killed or he will die. When a man amongst you will be killed or he will die. And it's the view that this is possibly a reference to the killing of Uthman anhu, because the killing of Uthman is known as the first fitna, the first tribulation to the you know, major tribulation to affect the Muslim nation, which basically split them and divided them, and on account of which the tribulations began to appear bit by bit. And this is something that Shaykh al-Islam has mentioned as well when he provides like a historic overview as to why uh, deficiency appeared within this ummah and why they split and why they you know, became divided. And so this is the, the fitna which, uh, after which the tribulation started coming one by one by one by one. And you know, we see the fitna uh, of the sects you know, uh, appearing, the Qadariya, the Murjiya, the Jahmiya, the people of Kalam, you know, the people of Tashbih and, and Tamthil, uh, you know, and so on and so forth, you know, entering into, into Islam. And so all of this kind of turmoil and spitting and variation in belief, it began to appear thereafter. Uh, and that's why there's also a statement from Hudayfa bin al-Yaman, radiyallahu anhu, it's mentioned by Ibn Kathir and others, uh, where he said, awwalul fitan qatlu Uthman, that the very first tribulation will be the killing of Uthman. And the last tribulation will be the appearance of Dajjal. Right? So this is the nature of the of these trials and tribulations. They started with the killing of Uthman anhu, and everything there is in motion thereafter, it will you know it, it's it's like one big series of trials and tribulations that will eventually culminate in the appearance of the Dajjal himself. Uh, so this is the nature of all of these trials and tribulations. We ask Allah for safety uh, from them and to establish and make our hearts firm upon, upon Iman. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.